Hey, Simon. Yeah, what's up? Um, are you ready to go down to the, to the market to sell um, some baby dog teeth to the local Wiccans? Yeah, so here's the thing. Today's not going to be a music review podcast. This is a... Uh, we are diving deep into the culture of Wiccans. I was going to say more of an intervention because I found out today that Aaron has been keeping his dog's teeth. <laughs> this is uh, true. I feel a little uncomfortable, a little unsafe. The energy is definitely different now that I know that. So um, just let us know what you think in the comments. Follow us at Flop Podcast and maybe DM Aaron about how <laughs> crazy that is and why that's not normal. Yeah, yeah. Um, or DM me if you are looking for some dog teeth for a witch's spell. Um, I have four of them. So... Um, <sighs> Simon, should we get started? Yeah, Aaron, how was your week? Uh, well, uh, first and foremost, we should say we actually are going to review an album this week. Oh, yeah. We blah, 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 blah. Same Come old, back. Same old. Come back. Come, we're coming back to, to real life. My week, my week was good. Um, I went to a friend's dog's surprise going away party yesterday. Um, oh, was the dog surprised? Uh, you, you, dog did not see this coming. <laughs> I bet. Did the dog know he was going away? She, um, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to gender the dog. She, um, I still don't think that she knows she's going away. I oh. think she was just surprised that honestly, Prairie came, and whenever Prairie comes over there, it is like, oh, a hoot and a holler. Uh, Prairie loves to boss everyone around, even people. That's true. So, That's true. <laughs> what about you? How was your weekend or your week so far? I mean, it was really good, and then Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, and it really shifted the whole energy of my entire week and weekend, and truthfully, if I'm just being honest, I don't really have the emotional capacity to like even explain what's, what that's doing to my brain, so I'm really glad that I have this distraction today. Well, I, I think that there's actually a lot of similarities with the, the artists that we're about to listen to, and some of the, the free-spirited free and kind of... Um, against the norm mm, um, yeah. kind of spirit that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had. Absolutely. Simon, yeah. what are we reviewing this week? So, Aaron, uh, this weekend we have the pleasure of escaping to Plastic Beach by the Gorillas. Oh, so this is like uh, our first like full full throwback. Yeah, this album was released in 2010, so it's definitely not a new album review. Um, but as soon, so how this one went down is Simon actually mentioned to me, he was, he was like, or we, we, we saw that we didn't think there was going to be, um, a new release this week that really felt like the right moment. And so we yeah. were like, what's a, what's a, a past album that we could potentially dive into? And Simon mm-hmm. was like, Aaron, if you've not experienced the gorillas, you have you to ex- experience it. Gotta. And Plastic Beach is the one. Yeah. And when you, when I was, I was like, okay, I guess we're going to yeah. do that. Yeah. But the one thing that I did, I, um... I, I was able to contribute to this is my old roommate um, yes. used to play gorillas all the time in our basement in our in our house that we had and he would just like it'd be him playing on his Xbox listening to the gorillas for like oh. I want to say nine to two every uh, most nights I feel like sounds like a kindred spirit um, just replace the Xbox with a PC yeah. same same thing yeah. um, so uh, so Aaron who who is this old roommate that that's going to join us today? The the roommate that we have is um, survivor enthusiast. Ooh. Um, that one car game that you play online, a master. Um, <laughs> that one car game with the yeah. with the soccer ball one. Oh, Rocket League. Sure, yeah. Master, <laughs> um, lover of all things kind of nerdy. My old roommate, Alex Piper. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. It's so good to have you here today. Thanks for joining us. Um, so, Piper, um, tell us a little bit about your history with the gorillas. Oh, boy. So, uh, back when I was a kid, um, I kind of had MTV on and off. Yes. Um, obviously, I loved cartoons and stuff. I still do. I'm still really, really much a kid at heart. But there was a music video. I think it was for... Uh, tomorrow comes today and I remember just like seeing that and being like this isn't a, a grown-up cartoon this isn't like family guy or anything this is uh, this is something like I'm super into so 
I was definitely influenced at that point. Um, kind of didn't have my, my music uh, roots set yet. Like I didn't sure. I didn't know what kind of music I like. I mm-hmm. didn't have any means to, to buy music or anything. Um, so it kind of took a back burner for a while until uh, I did start getting into music in, in college um, and towards the end of high school. Um, I remember there was a Apple press conference uh, that Steve Jobs did, and in the background there were several album artworks that showed. Yeah, they, they they love to do that. Like, and I yeah. I always like it's either on the side or it's just kind of hidden away. <laughs> All these different artists, like their albums, the Killers had at one time. Yeah. Like, that's when you know, that's when you know you made it. Who needs a Grammy when you can be featured in an Apple ad? Well, they do have a Grammy, so they, oh, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Check mark. <laughs> yeah, it was the Demon Days background, so I, I think that's one of their more iconic ones. Where they For sure. The four pictures. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, members. yeah. And um, so even though I'm an Android guy, I would have to say that Apple got me into one of my favorite bands. Very uh, cool. Like and you did mention Demon Days by Gorillaz is probably their most well-known album. It was really when they popped off on a mainstream level. And I so you're like, why wouldn't we do Demon Days? I feel like Demon Days deservedly so has been talked about so much and sometimes Plastic Beach gets forgotten because Demon Days was so good so I just wanted to take a sec to revisit you know okay Simon well for me it's not a revisit uh I have true true. I have like never ever ever um spent any time with the gorillas the my main in was because of Piper playing it all the time but before that my history with them is I think one of the reasons why I was so kind of anti slash against them is because for like a lot of things in my life my brother is like the polar opposite of me um and so there was even this rebellion of like if he likes that type of music I can't like that type of music yeah and so he liked the gorillas and so I was like I don't like them. They're not cool. I don't like music. Music's not for me. I was just going to say, famously, Aaron's, the quote that I remember, Aaron Bias, I just don't think music is for me. <laughs> second, second grade Aaron just having some really controversial opinions. Yeah. Really rocking the boat on that one. Um, well, I'm super excited about this. Yeah. I have not listened to that, whatever that first four, that first album, whatever it was called. I never had listened to it, so... Um, Wait, the, the very first album was um, self-titled Gorillaz, and then Demon Days was, oh. was the big one, Simon said. Yeah. That has, yeah. That's like their records. And then this yeah. third one is the Plastic Beach. Yeah. Yep. If you were to, to compare Plastic Beach, so just so I know if I'm trying to go into other albums um, mm-hmm. by the Gorillaz, is Plastic Beach more of their, their art pop of their, their discography? Is it more like the fame or like... Oh, wh- boy. How to, how to say, oh boy. I don't know if you can really compare it to that. Um, if I had to, like, the first thing I think of is Demon Days is just kind of like their epic. Like, it's such a story from start to finish more than any, like, like yeah. pop album I can think of. So the Killers have Hot Bus, which is like, no matter what they do, they're not going to ever... Like, that is their album they're known for, right? Yeah. Katy Perry, yeah. Teenage Dream. Like, yeah, single, rest... singles like Feel Good, Inc. came on the map, which everyone knew that song. And then Dare also was another single on that album, and I think it was their first song to go number one in the UK, so it was, like, a big deal for them. But, like, you've got to know those songs, right? Um, for bonus points, can either of you give me, like, two lines of lyrics from Feel Good, Inc.? Um, I could give you like a ha 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 because that's how one of the songs starts, but much deeper and richer, and nicer. Um, we'll auto tune it. We'll auto tune it. Feel good. Do, 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 do. Feel good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, that very good bonus points, and I love how you come in for the harmony, Alex. <laughs> and help him solve. Yes, get it. L- little soft one there. Um, yes. So I would just say really quick, if you've never heard of Gorillas, but maybe you've like seen these cartoon animated character things associated with them. Um, they are, like, Damon Albarn, the the main singer, he is kind of this constant core of the gorillas, and then he kind of builds each album with different players who he brings in, and he collaborates all the time. That Like, when I think of gorillas, I think collaboration. So if I had to put what gorillas are into like a soundbite it would be something like 
I, the gorillas are essentially a medium for experimentation and collaboration with Damon, the main singer, as the core. Represent, and they're represented visually with a mix of animated characters mixed with live action. And can, like, what's the history with why... I remember them being the band that just had characters that sure. represented them, not mm-hmm. actually, like... I don't know what... It, do you do any of you know what they look like in real, in real life? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, go ahead. So it's not they. There's not um, each individual represented by an actual person. It's, right. it's, it's Damon who kind of... Uh, I mean, he does the voice for the singer, uh-huh. 2D, and 2D. then he also does either all the other instruments himself or collaborators or maybe a, a group band that are ambiguous in their role. So you're telling me that he that, that this band is not really a band, it's just a person <laughs> manifesting yeah, themselves into a band? It's like a collective, sort of. I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint exactly because there aren't... I, I, yeah, it, it's just it, different. Is there like a level of ownership of like... could? Could could Universal Music Group just be like we are the Killers now and oh. just try and release their own? Oh gosh, no, well, I don't know enough about legal stuff. Like that. We'll we'll get a lawyer on the podcast. Sure. Prairie's not here, or else she'd probably jump in. <laughs> I I think the Gorillas are licensed in the same way a cartoon is. Um, Jamie Hewlett is the like kind of co-founder of the Gorillas, and he's responsible for the animation. Um, a lot of the story work I think uh, is with him, and then. With that, it, it's sort of like its own media franchise, its own IP yeah. that um, spawns one of those things is music. The other thing might be yeah. shorts, music videos, action figures, etc. Mm-hmm. It's it's still a, definitely a brand that you can't <laughs> that that they own. Yeah, yeah, and it's what's so interesting to me about uh, the gorillas is the idea that. Um, yeah, completely lost my train of thought. That ever happened to you? Um, I wasn't listening, so I feel like we're both <laughs> lost. It's a weird band, like it's yeah. Like it's very I, I guess I wanted to ask you guys, like uh, this. We mentioned at the top of the show when you guys were talking that it's it's a bit different than everything else you've done. I feel like Gorillaz doesn't fall in the same zeitgeist as a lot of the artists you've done before. Why? Yeah. Like, um, do you agree with that? Or I I would I would say yes. I think yeah. we're we're definitely trying to like. I don't actually know. I would say no, because I feel like Troy Sivan, in terms of the way that the music's created and kind of like his chaos that he put in uh, in his EP. Like, like here's the thing with Gorillaz is they have a full wiki devoted to their backstory with the characters, the lore. I'm a, I consider myself a big fan and I know 10% or less of everything that's gone on within this story that Damon and his collaborators have created. And I would agree with you, Piper, that to look at kind of the things that we review or that we listen to, me specifically, I'm like super, super pop-centric. I love female vocalists. And then Gorillaz is just kind of this outlier of like, how did this get in here? But (laughs) it's such a, they're so good at telling stories and they're so different than anyone else on the market. Like, I just got sucked in when I, I think the first song I heard with Gorillaz was Clint Eastwood off their first yeah, album. And yeah. I was just like, what is this? I'm obsessed with this. Yeah, I mean, I would say in terms of their artistic presentation, mm-hmm. they, they're they unlike any other band at, when they were like at their peak. And they still are probably unlike any other band Milo and Otis comes to mind from the Get a Clue movie. Oh, my gosh. There's a song, like, <laughs> Get a Clue, I think. Um, There's nothing you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that was the first, like, I think, EP that I bought, I think. Yeah. Like, or, like, I don't even know. But I would say, to Piper's point, very different in the artistic uh, presentation, like, in terms of them as an artist. But sound-wise, I can find a lot of similarities. I can see how I get there. Mm-hmm. In some ways, to me, it feels like the gorillas are uh, an entryway into a life of EDM. <laughs> like just because it, there's, it's like all the like the little beep beep. It's very it's very electric yeah. and it's very dancey, which is what EDM is. Mm-hmm. It just I feel like it's the it's kind of like maybe had some serious influences in how EDM kind of happened. Um, Enough about enough about our history with the gorillas. Should we jump into our top bops? Yeah, anyone dying to start? I'm scared to start because I want I have like two and I'm hoping one of you guys picks the other one. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with you, Aaron. Why, why do you make me do this? <laughs> okay, so then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna Wow. 
I'm putting sometimes a lot of faith just, in y'all because there's sometimes two... you just have to dive into your fears, and I'm I'm helping you with that. Okay, well, um, I so I've listened to the album quite a few times, and the one song that kind of made that took me out because this album for me, we'll talk about it at the end, but it's like it feels like one journey. Yep. But the one thing that took me out and made me be like. This is kind of whimsical and fun, mm-hmm. which we should have given for our um, podcast intro. Is another did we use did we use whimsical? Yeah, that was one of our our keywords. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the good thing then, but like Melancholy Hill could have been another like what I want to do. I just said it. Um, <laughs> on Melancholy Hill is my top bop. Um, are you guys ready to maybe take a listen? I would love to. Sweet. Okay, so we just listened to. On Melancholy Hill, mm. we actually watched the um, the music video, which I hadn't seen any um, music video knowledge. And as soon as we turned on the TV, Piper was like, "There's an entire storyline to this." Mm. Um, Piper, <laughs> tell me, tell me more. What's the what's the storyline that goes along with On Melancholy Hill? Uh, well, thanks guys for letting me talk for two hours right here. Um, <laughs> no kidding. And, and completely monologue, but I'll try to give you this, the Spark Notes version. So this is the third album we said earlier uh, that represents the third phase of the Gorillaz cr- chronology. So it sort of sounds like an insane clown posse thing, I, I think. But Lord of the Rings, very similar to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, and Simon mentioned like the wiki, and I, I find the, the same relationship I have with Lord of the Rings. I love to like dig into all the lore and stuff. Mm-hmm. The same thing I've done with like. Uh, gorillas and knowing all the ins and outs of the stories but just to kind of sum it up in this melancholy hill music video there um, the band's kind of separated right now there's two versions of the uh, female member of the band noodle um, one is a cyborg one is the normal noodle also Russell has swelled to gigantic size because he's traveled across the ocean swimming eating radioactive waste that's in the ocean yeah, this is Camp Aaron. You would uh, like you need to get into it. It's such a cartoon and, and like uh, intri- story intricate storyline. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I, I I noticed the cyborg thing. Like, and by cyborg, I didn't. I mean, it was a vi- it was like two visually different art styles, mm-hmm. and it looked like to me that the OG gorillas were in the like dimension of the the three dimension where the I'm guessing her she's the cyborg girl. Um, variation of that one like band member that was also 3D but like was with this. So, so the know. cyborg noodle is the one at the beginning who takes oh. out the, the gun. But there was the two different art styles. Like one of yeah. the band members had the more three dimensional um, Code Lyoko, if you remember that show. Yeah. Storyline. Yeah. Um, and then the other, all the other band members had like your normal two dimensional um, like Aladdin sure. or. You know? Yeah, I feel like that might be a representation of the different phases the band has gone through, and most of the members have progressed into 3D or like adapted to this new 3D yeah. space. That was the time mm-hmm. when this album came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but also, it, in, in the lore, the, the members who performed and the wrote lore. this album, yes, yes. <laughs> the deep lore, uh, the only two members who performed this at all were 2D and Murdoch. So the green guy and then the guy with the blue hair and the black eyes. Yeah. Um, so Murdoch plays bass, right? Right, in the yeah. band. And who is the other one that you just mentioned? 2D? 2D. 2D. He's the main singer. Main and, singer. Yeah. And I know we're in between bops, so this might be a good time for that. But I wanted to get your feel for the actual album artwork. And if it's, and if it's yeah. a flop, flop or bop, um, part of the gorillas, I think, is a visual medium as well. This is oh something like so, so okay. uh, dear readers, uh, Piper has pulled out the vinyl for Plastic Beach, which I also own. I, I imagine you, so. I'm going to be looking at it. You so can just Aaron look is, away. Aaron is giving his visual feedback. Um, yeah, they're on an island. Yeah, it's a it's like a group of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone's shooting a gun on the inside. We're looking at the vinyl. Um, two a, an acoustic guitar, an electric guitar. Checks out. Everyone's wearing hats, <laughs> um, and uh, there's an airplane coming coming at them, and that's where the the one girl has a gun. And the airplane looks like it has a fun hat on at the top. I don't know what that's about. Um, and then we get to the back, <laughs> the back, um, the the black eyed guy Tootie, I think his name is, as I'm learning. He is like scooping out some cherries from a a can. I don't know what he's about to do with those cherries, but. He is in a good mood with a cigarette in hand. Do not smoke. Guy at the top looks like he is Mr. Pirate. And he has um, very nice thighs. Um, 
the 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 island in the that's on the cover and the backside it is blurry, and um, girl still has a gun. She she is <laughs> yeah. protecting everybody. She's a badass. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Piper, this was like the most wild child thing to do. I, I love, love this. it. Kooky wooky. I love it. Is the, oh my god, is the disc different too? Oh no, there's. So, there's even more artwork on the disc. This, this is actually all for real members of the band who would normally participate in, in making the album, according to the lore. We know it's one guy, but um, yeah, this, this is all, f all for. This is the robot version, so it's the fake version of Noodle. Um, uh, he's pointing to the, the, the inside disc um, sleeve. Yes, the, the, one, the one female member. Yeah, band. yeah. We'll see. May I mean, maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll post this as one of our, our oh, social posts should. so you guys can all see all these we things. Yes. Cool. Um, Quick question: uh, Could you guys rank the four members based on attractiveness? Oh God! Sure. So this is Russell, this is 2D, this is Murdoch, and this is Noodle. I thought sure. two. Okay, I thought 2D was the. Never mind. Um, you wanna go first, Simon? Absolutely. Um, I think me and Russell would have really good energy together. I think we're both <laughs> like pretty chill. Um, I think we'd probably just like, you know, lay back, throw on some tunes, smoke a little bit, and then just like you know, explore each other's bodies kind of thing. Um, 2D is probably up next. And I think he, like, my, I think the thing with him, I would get tired of him after a while because I feel like he'd be very emotionally needy. Oh, yeah. And, like, I kind of have it together a little bit to some regard and, like... At least, at least today. At least today. Fight for today. Fight for today. And so, like, after, like, I think it'd be wild and fun, but after a while I'd be like, okay, like, you gotta go. You know what I mean? Um, and then Murdoch would definitely be like a kink exploration kind of thing. I think he might kill me, which is the downside. <laughs> He's not a good guy, I would say. Yeah. And yeah. then Noodle, um, probably last by default. <laughs> okay, so I am I'm cutting out Noodle because <laughs> I'm gay. Um, and I think that she's a girl, right? Right, right. I'm thinking I think Noodle's so. a girl. Yeah. Noodle's okay. a girl, yes. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Simon, I actually feel like I um, would reverberate what your opinion was, sure, and sure. but like I would go in through the the marry fuck kill. Oh, okay. So I, like I would I would marry <laughs> his name's Russell. Russell the drummer. Because yeah. I th I think that he just is gonna have a lot of personality. He oh, seems yeah. so fun. Yeah. Someone that I'd probably be able to talk to like. It'd be easy. Yeah. Sure. Uh, fun fact, he also has a ghost living inside of him of um, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. So that's the Homo Sapien. <laughs> so so you, could say, you could say it's a two for one. You could, I mean. Bang for your buck. <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah. I, I would say the guy on the right, 2D. 2D. Yep. He, um, he very much looks like a... Uh, a twink, but uh, the way he's holding the definitely twink, the weird shaft, yeah. um, <laughs> weird, the weird pipe in his hand. Um, it seems like he um, is very comfortable holding um, larger tubular objects. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I think he'd be like the fuck, and yeah, then I'd, I'd yeah, kill yeah. the cuckoo crazy yeah. guy that I feel like would probably make me like say my safe word like eight times before he even like considers and it. And then he would forget what the safe word was, or just not care what it was. And no. Then, mm -hmm. see, yeah. Well, I mean, he he has a he has a knife. He's holding up a knife. So I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was my top Bob <laughs> <laughs> for on Melancholy Hill. Um, I just liked it because it was just like kind of it was whimsical. It was fun, and the music video for me, I love all this this storyline. But just as like as a an observer, seeing probably the first Gorillaz music video that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it felt like it was kind of like, we're fucking with all of this, like the ocean and everything. This album, like, in a weird way, it was almost environmentalist in like the way the music video came together and maybe like some of the subtle tones, which I don't know if it, that's in the wiki. It is. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it is. Very astute. <laughs> Very astute. Um, should we go on to someone else's top up? Yeah, um, I'll go next. Sure. Um, so I went ahead and I chose, I would just say that On Melancholy Hill was my, in the running. Absolutely. Um, so I'm glad that I went with Empire Ants featuring Little Dragon. Oh, well, let's take a listen. <sighs> wow. Take me away from here, am I right, baby? I, that was so fun. Yeah. That was so fun. So fun. Um, so fun. Do you want to say why it's your top up? Oh, God. Like, 
yeah, I, I could talk for a really long time, honestly, about why I love this song so much. Um, and for similar reasons to On Melancholy Hill, they both give me kind of similar vibes. Um, and just musically, uh, what's so interesting about those songs is there are kind of like two or three competing melodies playing across the song. And if you single them out, they're like kind of chaotic and definitely like cause friction bumping up against each other. But the final product is like a mix of like deep sadness, which shifts to joy almost. And it, it, the, the final production of it just feels so beautiful. And that was, that was the first thing I noticed about this song was just like, Oh my God, like I'm, I'm feeling stuff and I'm not even listening to the lyrics yet. You know what I mean? Did you get, did you get anything like that when you were listening to it? Yeah. So I, um, big thing for me is I didn't really, the lyrics of this album weren't the prominent, most important part of the album. And that's how I, at least the way I, I got it. It didn't feel like that was where I should be focusing. It felt like Mm -hmm. it was like more of the melodies that was like, that's where they were focusing their energy on. And Mm -hmm. So that's what I could tell. Um, I, what I would say though is, um, listening to it, these are the these are the songs where you feel like you you're like, is that the same song or is that two different songs? Like Ooh. you think that that might actually be two separate songs because the first half is so quiet and kind of whim like not whimsical at all, but it's just soft. Yeah. And then there's just this break, very naturally that then it goes into like a kind of high energy. It's like after Damon sings this part, there's like a, a calm before the storm and then the strings and piano come in and pick up and then it just unleashes into this like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it, I love that part. It's my favorite part of the song, that that crescendo into the the second half. Yeah, storms can be beautiful. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And But that's where um, I feel like it actually is pretty similar to, this is where again, going back to the, going back to the beginning of like, the musical stylings, it does feel very similar to In a Dream, um, Take Yourself Home, where it starts off yeah, just yeah, that's, with yeah. one kind of softer thing, and then it gets cuckoo crazy, yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. And that's where I think, like, that's where I'm drawing a lot of similarities with gorillas. Sure. There's just those experimentations and those kind of ways in feel similar. Yeah. And this song really did that. Piper, what, what do you think of this song? Uh, yeah, this is definitely one of my top bops for this album. Um, I the the way gorillas like you said Simon like layer things together yes. all those like like beautiful instruments all coming together it sort of is like in my head like when you watch uh, like somebody cutting soap or something like mm-hmm. oddly satisfying <laughs> you can pick out those yeah. different loops and those different like um, those beats and things and it and it comes together uh, in such a cool way so yeah I really like the song and, and Aaron kind of going back to um, your experience with the album as a whole where you were more kind of caught up in the melodies and everything of it. Um, I did take a little time to go through the lyrics of this one, and and it's odd because it kind of affirmed... When I went in and I looked at the lyrics and I interpreted them, it kind of affirmed the feelings that I didn't know how to explain when I was listening to it, if that makes sense. So, like, I, I think it's executing on this idea of that... Um, we are like kind of parts in a system that exists and this system we're like cogs in the machine you know that whole that whole image where like we're going to work our little feet are working the machine empire ants i think ants like we're ants of a colony and we're just like doing our Mm day-to-day and um i think it also touches on how we use things that inspire us and give us hope to kind of get through that and use music as an escapism. I kind of pulled, uh, he, he refers to polyphonic prairies and I, I interpreted that as like, that could be music. That could be just anything really. You what use. does polyphonic mean? I, that's a question. <laughs> I can, I, I, I know, know what prairie like, is. She's a dog. I know context in which it's used, but like, I couldn't give you a Webster Miriam, you know, definition. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, so, so I, I view it as this sort of escape from this world where everything is crumbling around us, which feels honestly kind of relevant to now where everything in the moment feels very tumultuous and we just have to sort of figure out how we're going to keep pushing on and getting through the day. And, and I think there's just something about how this song was written so long ago but is still 
so long ago, 10 years, like it's fucking, yeah. you know, nineteen twenty. But um, how it was written a decade ago, but still feels so relevant to where we're at right now. And I just, I get so emotional when I listen to the song, you know what I mean? What I would say to that, though, too, is... Um... Not to get political, but like the fact that the message has been the same for 10 years and nothing is Maybe changing. 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 plus. Yeah. Like, I think that the, the, the generation coming up, the Gen Z population, they, I think, are starting to speak up and we're starting to see that there's like a, a lot more kind of progressiveness and future minding thinking and how do we help each other. Um, in that generation that I'm super excited about, they also do TikTok, and I just don't get it. Well, they <laughs> they take to TikTok and, you know, buy up all the, the Trump signs. Did you hear about that? Those the, TikTok what? teens are putting in orders for those, you know, those, like, I, I, I heard about this. I, I'm not a first-hand source. But they were buying up in mass all of the Trump signs that you put in your yard or whatever and, like, not using them. That's still giving... Why would you buy them up? Or no, or like they're being they put, distributed. It's the same idea as like reserving a ticket for a Trump speech. Oh, they put them all in their going. cart. Yeah, I've heard about this. They put yeah. them all in their cart so that no one else could buy them because yes. the way that the website worked is yes. like, it would say sold out and not let yes. you buy if they were yes, like, you reserved you. them in your cart. So now I know what you're talking about. Yes. I thought I was like, why are these TikTokers like literally buying hundreds of signs? They're funding that campaign. No, no, Is that no, the reason no. why I'm getting all these like radical RNC mailers to my house? No, that's just because, you know, we're pretty dummy and they want to flip us. And you know what? I'm not flipping for you. You know what I'm saying? So You'll flip flop for some things, but, but not, not this. this. <laughs> um, Piper, uh, what, was, what was your top pop of the album? Okay, my top bop. I listened to this album, I think, four times. Once in like kind of a normal listening circumstance, like in the car on the way to work, then finish the album at my desk. I listened to it once um, while working out. Um, and then I think just another time I went through the music videos and the rest of the album on YouTube. And then lastly, I listened to it on the vinyl with like studio headphones and stuff. So, um, And I think the one song that resonated in all those situations with me the most and has for 10 years since it came out was Melancholy Hill. So ah, we've got a double bop. Is there, is there a name for when this happens? Um, <laughs> Twin in, bop? In full confession, <laughs> I had a premonition that Aaron was going to pick on Melancholy Hill as his. So I was like, I really want to speak to something else other than that. But can you imagine if all of us had chosen that? I mean, it's a really, it's, it's a really, so it's a really good song. It's so good. Um, that is, that's actually, that's beautiful, incredible, stunning. Um, <laughs> as someone that, that barely listened in, mm-hmm. um, one listen, or not one listen, but like, same, same bop as someone that like has been loving the gorillas for years. Yeah. I feel like I have some good, good taste <laughs> in decision making, but Piper, I can't get over the fact that you said you listened to it four times. The album's been out since 2010, so like... You spaced it out that long? What? No, this is since you asked me last Tuesday. To yeah. this, uh, podcast. this is homework, baby. <laughs> oh, homework, baby. Homework. I wanted to revisit some of my feelings on the album and listen to it in a bunch of different circumstances. I think that's actually really mm-hmm. probably the way to do it. I was um, very lazy this morning. We're recording in the morning um, today. We're very, groggy. We're normally night owls. I know. Owls. Normally night owls. But I was going to um, go on a run today, and I was like, this could actually be like... I don't think it'd be the best running album. It'd definitely take you somewhere. But it would be, like, it has enough of a beat, especially, like, again, like, in uh, your song, The Empire Ants. Oh, yeah. The first half would be like, oh, my God, I feel like I need to probably walk at this point. <laughs> the second half, I'd be like, do, 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 do. Then you pick do, up your pace for that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Sometimes that's a good way of doing it. Um, so should we maybe, if, if we have the same top off, should we go into Biggest Flops? Sure, yeah. Do you want to start us off? Uh, sure. Um, for me, this is an, the other song that uh, took me out of the kind of the experience, but in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of came in for uh, the big. The big thing here is the lyrics. Um, the song that that was my biggest flop was um, "Sweepstakes" featuring okay. Most Deaf. Okay. And dot dot dot. I can't see the full thing. Someone sure. else too. Um, the lyrics of the song were just like so basic, almost like to the level of shake it off, mm-hmm. almost the level of me, repeat the same word, repeat the same word, repeat the same word or same yeah. phrase. Um, 
and it just kind of felt weird. But I, I guess there's probably a reason behind it, and it's probably one of your guys' like, uh, <laughs> in your mediums uh, of songs. But like, just for me, it, it didn't feel like it had a lot of depth, and it felt very experimental in sound, but didn't land where I wanted it to be mm-hmm. for it to be fun. Right. What, do you, what did you think about that song? Mm, it is or, middle tier uh, for, for me, Aaron. Yeah, it's, um, it doesn't get stuck in my head. Um, I can't really hear lyrics that well, so I, I, I didn't watch any lyrics video or anything, so I can't speak to the intricacies of the lyrics, but I do think he probably has the, the, co- or the features write them themselves. Yeah. He's, not, he's not writing this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely like um, middle of the pack, um, one that I, I wouldn't think twice to skip probably if I was on shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. And I would agree, Aaron, just in terms of, you know, looking at the album from start to finish and where it takes you, it is kind of like a pit stop kind of, but not in a good way. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of had that same reaction to that one. But it, I mean, it's, so it's song number 12, there's 16 songs in this album. So mm-hmm. These songs are relatively short, um, mm-hmm. but the, the the lyric in question is they they keep saying over and over and over again, sweepstakes, you're a winner. Sweepstakes, you're a winner. Maybe it's like a positive affirmation. It could be about gambling, gambling addiction. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to um, that album or that song. Um, should we maybe move on? Uh, do either of you have a an urge to be the second biggest yeah, flop. I can go. Um, for me, for similar reasons to why you chose that as your um, biggest flop was I, any moment in the album where it felt like it took me off, off of that, off that uh, lifeboat or whatever you want to. Off of that melancholy hill. Yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. metaphor you want to use. Um, it took me off the, the, um, the route of the journey was for me, glitter freeze. Um, and that was more just from a sonic perspective. It, it was a little bit jarring from a production standpoint and I just couldn't really find myself, um, getting relaxed and allowing the song to kind of enter my body and process it. Like I just, I couldn't get into it. Where do you usually have your songs enter your body? Um, (laughs) that's a good question, Aaron. Um, Depends on if it's a weekday or if uh, it's yeah. a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Piper, same question. Yeah. My ears? Oh, <laughs> interesting choice. Odd. <laughs> Do you have a preference one or over the other? <laughs> Both at the same time. Ooh, oh, honey. <laughs> Double penetration. <laughs> you heard it here first, pop for flop exclusive. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you guys um, have similar feelings about that song? Um, I, I can't, I, I could honestly not tell you, um, enough about that song well, that's, to like, that's that on that to get it through the, like, yeah. it didn't stick out in one way or the other. Sure. Um, but going back to, I just want to like, I also want to highlight that, um, Piper is our first straight male of, straight of the podcast. So that's thank right. you so much, um, Piper for, for filling that, um, that checking that box. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, that there was one episode where you guys in particular talked about like, like the hetero people in the Western suburbs listening to this podcast and how there was none. And I was like, that's, that's me. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> we gotta be careful, Aaron. You never know who we're reaching. Well, we do. And we're saying, oh. come on in, ride this bus. That's right. I got to take out all my Russia quips. You know? I'll, I'll, I'll post this podcast to next door. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, that'd actually be really fun for the, is the that, is that sad that when I thought next door, the first thing I thought of was the gay porn studio. Um, Next door yeah, studios. I don't know if I've ever like I, if I knew that studio by name, but it sounds like you do. What? It's it's nothing special. It's a very like white person, white jockey, no real kinky anything. It's just like hey bro, that kind of thing. I wouldn't recommend it. Don't don't take time out of your day to Google it. Am I weird that I like in in my um, in my nighttime adventures by myself, mm-hmm. um, I like I like the I actually like seeing at least like a minute intro of like the like oh I'm laying by the pool. And oh, Erin, I your mom's not home. I need to tell you if I had a pick of any job in my life, I would write porn. <laughs> I'd be a screenwriter for porn. I am obsessed with the art 
I love when there's a story. I will watch straight porn just to experience what kooky kind of plot they've cooked up. I, I mean, I think I think that the, some of the best gay porn also um, yes. has some good dialogue, like, yeah. Jared, not in front of my godson. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? I think there might be an opportunity for some gorillas fan fiction, Simon. Oh, Have God. you thought of any? <laughs> Me and Russell, you know, on a Friday night. You can maybe try and do like a there's like there's usually like porn based off of some of the biggest movies. Um, yeah. It sounds like there's enough backstory and history that you could do an entire series. <laughs> Honey, of I'm sure. Porn. I'm sure that already exists. <laughs> that is already out there. On the wiki, probably you can right count on, on the that. wiki. <laughs> <laughs> entire subsection. You have to you have to know the link and be invited. That's true. Yeah. Um, Piper, I, I see you looking at the song list. Like, oh my god, I have to pick a biggest flop or yeah. there's too many to count what is it and what is your uh biggest flop oh uh, it's definitely a thematic album with a certain flow to it and mm-hmm. there's points when that flow gets disrupted um and for me the biggest part that happened was at uh song number 11 broken so this this follows melancholy hill and this this definitely took me out of the the, the album and the messaging of the album because um i mean melancholy hill hits it right in the head it's it's a melancholy album there's good and bad um, we're destroying this world, yet we're progressing humans in a certain regard, was kind of how I read into some larger themes. And Broken, it, it says, um, everything is bad, everything is done. Um, yeah. there, there's just evilness in the world anymore. And it's such a sad song and, a, and such a slow song, especially to follow uh, the top bop for me. Um, oh. it, it, it definitely is like, ah, like, I don't know if I want to listen to the rest of this album sometimes. It's, it's that so, bad. That's so interesting. Well, well, the thing is, is we are privileged with the pause button and you can just stop <laughs> when you don't want to listen, which maybe for us, the album begins and ends with Melancholy Hill. I, but I think that's a really interesting perspective because I, like, just as a song, an isolated song in and of itself, I really enjoy that song. But when you bring it you know, into the context of the album of it coming right after on Melancholy Hill. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to take a quick detour, a hard left into this, the sadness of it all and the hopelessness of it all. Oh, it does give you a little bit of pause. Goodness. Yeah. It, um, Tough. It, pro- it probably is also what helped spotlight my Melancholy Hill and kind of stood it on the, its pedestal is mm. the fact that like, when you have, like, I, I think when I think about Drag Race and how they, there's the, the comedy challenge where you get to put people in order, is you always want someone that's worse than you to go before <laughs> oh, you. Oh, yeah, the politics of that. And you don't want anyone better than you to go after you, but you want to be as close to the end as possible. There's, like, that entire thing, and I feel like this is, like, Melancholy Hill being perfectly placed between, or uh, before... Um, this song to really kind of help get it there and like make it just that much better and more standout-ish, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know if it, that was intentional. I'm going to guess not because who puts a bad song on an album on purpose unless yeah. you're Betty Who with Silas. Uh, oh, wow. Oof. Bad song. Bad song. <laughs> um, so I guess that, that, that kind of that kind of solves that. Do we, do we want to go into the album as a whole? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Aaron, I'm so curious cause this is kind of your first, you know, foray into the offerings of the gorillas. I'm dying to know what your take is on the album as a whole. Did you enjoy yourself? I, um, this is going to be an album that I will go back to oh. and I will listen to again. Um, I may even explore those other two oh my albums. Who knows? They, um, they have six studio albums, I think. What? Is that right? Six? Yep, they're in the six studio albums, a whole bunch of like remix albums and stuff, but they're in phase six too. Yep. yep. Damn. Okay, that's all. That's that's a big storm coming, girl. But, well, f- for reference, like Demon Days, Plastic Beach, those are definitely like, I need some time to look into what this is all about. If you want a quick jaunt, just check out The Now Now. That's the Now. A good, that's a good album. A quick jaunt. I, what is yeah. a quick jot? Is it like jaunt, 10 minutes? Jaunt. J-A-U-N-T, I believe. Oh, a jaunt. Okay, jaunt. so a big jaunt. Sorry, I'll, I'll articulate. Um, I think I'm going to... I would probably go with Demon Days, so I'm going to go with my second I mean, album. you have to. Yeah, that, have that to kind of feels Demon like... Days. And if, yeah. if I'm just trying to go for the best of the best, I'm not yeah. going to go for like a jaunt down now now or sure. go go. <laughs> yeah. What was it called? Um, the now now. Oh good. I, I did yeah, get it. You got okay. It right. yeah. Um, so I would actually, I would give this album a, a bop because yes. as a whole, I, I, I think that this is an album that I would want to listen to. There's not just singles that 
um, stand out among the fray. It really does have a good story. So I very much thank you for presenting this as an option for me. Um, and that's all I really wanted. Piper, know? what about you? Oh, I think it's pretty clear this is a bop for me. This is my favorite Gorillaz album out of, out of all of it them. Is? It's better than Demon Days for me. Um, I, I, maybe it just hit me at the right time when it came out and it oh was new. God. It, it uh, has been something for almost like all of my listen, music listening career that's been always in my libraries, no matter what streaming service I switch to or whatever. Um, and then the fact that it takes place in this awesome storyline has been even, even that much cooler so I have to say I'm so glad that you just came out and said it's your favorite Gorillaz album because I feel like I've been a closet plastic beach <laughs> person my whole life this feels very validating because Demon Days is just one of those albums that people are like oh this is a masterpiece and it is but I think this album is so good in its own right and it should be explored just as much as Demon Days is talked about and you know dissected so Oh, that makes me so good. I feel so good hearing that. Piper, I do want to ask. So um, you, were, you, you so far have been able to check the box of being um, our first straight male guest on the yep. podcast. Shout out straights. Happy <laughs> Shout out you. to the straights. Shout out to um, Adina, Minnetonka. <laughs> All those metro suburbs. Love um, you. Shakopee. Shakopee. Um, can we... What's... Uh, Apple Valley. Um... Uh, is that all you guys know? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what what's on the east side? Anything? Stillwater? Are they a suburb? Yeah, they're they're kind of Minnetonka. Far from a we go on that lake. We, we we've been on that lake. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Piper, can you also potentially help check another box? Um, mm-hmm. Please tell us: Are you a title listener? <gasps> oh, I I uh, my relationship with title has been on and off. I oh. would say. Um, I'm still a student, so I get like the 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 discount on the membership because yes. 25 bucks a month, I think, is for the hi-fi is not worth it right now. No. And the hi-fi is, is you get the master recording, so the the best quality that they can push out to you in theory is is uh, the 25 dollar price limit. And all the Gorilla's work is on the master's category, which is pretty awesome. Oh. Um. So um. Right right now, I am not a title subscriber. What, what, what who do you subscribe to? Uh, right now, I do student discounts through Apple Music and through YouTube Music. Ah, well, he's he's. Uh, I think Jerome's a, a Google Play Music. Aren't those different? Yeah. Those different? No, Google Play has become YouTube Music. Okay, oh. so so you're this actually recent. Same, you're same to Jerome, but you're also oh. same to me. Goodbye, Simon, with the Spotify. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize I was stepping into a streaming war today. <laughs> well. You gotta be ready for every battle. Well, you know what? I didn't realize we we're gonna talk about my dog's baby teeth. <laughs> well, that's just creepy as fuck. So <laughs> we had to talk about but it. But again, if you're interested, DM me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Simon, so you said that this has to be a top bop it's, for you, or a, a, a bop of an album, absolutely right? Absolutely a bop for me. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, and in going back and preparing for this podcast, it just speaks volumes that I can revisit it at different times in my life and I still find myself like getting all those same emotions that I did when I listened to it for the first time and uh, I I will shout out to um I don't know Piper if you've seen them live oh, yep uh, I saw them at, when they went to uh the River Center or was it Excel um the not the last tour but the one before Humans it was the Humans tour. Roy and Wilkins. Yeah, yeah. Were I you there? there too. Cool. Yes. My my brother got the uh, the drumsticks, the guitar pick, and the set list because we were like right up front, and they like, just saw a kid and gave it to him. So he has it like framed he on his wall. He didn't have to like put out for that or anything. <laughs> he's he's underage. Oh, wait. So there we go. Yeah. Oh my go. god. <laughs> he went um, to the show. Yeah. Oh it, my god. That's um, cute. But I would just say I if. If you're looking for live performances, because they have so many good oh, yeah. live performances, and I would say maybe top three concerts for me all time. It was awesome. So the visuals, they, they do a lot of the, just playing their music videos, like segments of them, but to, yes. like, to the beat, and there's yeah. so many people on stage. And I actually got to do like the VIP experience, oh, which was pretty so cool. So jealous. And I got to see like Damon just like yelling at everyone and like being pissed off. <laughs> I would pay a lot of money for that. Um, but on YouTube, uh, during the promotion of this album, they did a concert for, I think it's a French TV channel. It's called La Musicale. Um, oh. So definitely check that out on YouTube. Um, and I just wanted to highlight that because 
you know, uh, Little Dragon, who's featured twice on this album, part of my top op, Empire Ants, they have a duet together uh, for To Binge. And it is one of my favorite live performances ever. It is just oozing with emotion. And it it's one of those videos you watch and you go, yeah, those are artists, you know? So That's really check, cool. I'll check yeah. that out, yeah. Yeah, you should. It's good. Yeah. Um, should we maybe go on to our single obsession of the week? Hell yeah. There was so much music this week. Um, do you want to start maybe with uh, Piper? With what your uh, single obsession of the week is? And remind us, it doesn't have to be the current... Single. It can be, be whatever is floating in your boat. Yeah. Okay. I might be pushing the rules a bit, but the Mario 3D collection came out on Friday, so oh. all I'm listening to right now is, wahoo, wahoo. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and if you didn't know, um, on that that um, software, it actually has all three soundtracks to the yeah. game. So if you do if you do want to review and listen to. Um, those that music and let us know if we should devote an episode to it on Bop or Flop. We'd be happy to. I have all the time in the world, <laughs> Mama. I, they actually, I think they actually say like they're like one of the things like the stars of like why you should get the game is like you can listen to the these soundtracks on the go and it's like who's plugging in a micro like a headphone jack to their switch and using that as they like go on a run? <laughs> Could you imagine Just running with a switch, it. <laughs> holding it, trying to listen to? Jamming out with the corded headset. I can see it happening potentially. It that is yeah. it is a very fun like Mario. All of the soundtrack to that stuff is just like so fun, and the games are so fun. So yeah. thank you for kind of switching things up a little bit and yeah. choosing something different. An absolutely valid entry, I would say. Super valid. Thank yeah. goodness we're not doing a, a a playlist yet for single obsessions of the week because I don't know what I would put for that. <laughs> <laughs> do you, oh, Piper? Do you remember the? Um, I think it was somebody that I used to know, the Wii Shop remix. Or what oh was my it? gosh, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> uh, Wii Shop Bling? The, it was Wii Shop. With yeah, by Drake, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, so Simon. Yeah, there, what is going on over there? there you remember Hotline Bling, the, oh, uh, the Drake song? Yeah. There is, uh, and did you ever have a Wii? I did. There was uh, I did. a Wii Shop that, that was like on the Wii to buy like the digital games and stuff. Yeah. And it had uh, just like the most kooky, whimsical music in the whole world. Another thing we Very probably... Nintendo. We should have sent to um, our music producer, Evan, to be able to, to work through. But um, Yeah, we have a music producer. We're that cool. Um, but they, they sampled the two together. <laughs> and the result was just like a legitimately really, really fun and good song. Uh, so... Um, good. That's good because recently I came upon a version of Toad from that universe singing "Rain on Me," and I literally <laughs> wanted to die. It was horrific. I, I, horrific. Toad, Toad has had uh, actually quite a few musical numbers come out. I think now, and they all are pretty <laughs> terrible. Jarring. <laughs> Jarring is the word I would say. Someone sent it to me, and it was the first thing that happened that I I would say happened to me when I woke up. Oh my god, I would not suspect my ears to that. It was very scary. Simon, what about you? What is your um, single obsession of the week? Yeah, so uh, recently Disclosure released an album. Uh, how long ago was that? Three, three, four. three four. It competed uh, for our attention, I think yeah. the same week as Katy Perry. Okay, that sounds right. Um, but one of the tracks off there is called Lavender, and it's featuring a guy called Channel Trace. And um, he came into my radar the last time Robin was in town when she came to the Palace Theater, and he opened for her. And he, there were two openers. So there was a DJ named Kindness who was like fine, inoffensive, I guess, but definitely didn't bring any energy to the venue. And then this man appears out of nowhere, Channel Trace, and he starts grooving with these two backup dancers, and they light us up we get so pumped for Robin and so I've kind of been following his career ever since and he's just been popping up more and more and so um this feature with Disclosure is such a good time he's such a groove I would describe him as like a groove jet he has that vibe and so so for me I I, like I wish I could choose the same song again because I feel that Midnight Sky is just oh, it continues so to just be right up there, and I'm just yeah. like I was on the run, you Yeah, no one's stopping you. You can do that. Bro. But 
you know what other song is one that was released and actually I think one of your uh, single obsessions of the week that it's now like officially like hit the point of like me getting excited to review this album oh. can you guess can you guess is it say, say something, something? Yes! yes I'm so ah! happy oh my god you guys I've been trying to push I feel like I'm on a one-man mission in Minneapolis to get the the gospel of Kylie Minogue out to these children who have forgotten or don't know. So the fact that you just said that, Erin, I'm having a good weekend. It's getting better. It's getting better. It's, it's getting, getting better. better. It's getting better. <laughs> it didn't start super great, but yeah, it's getting better. It's picking up. Um, that that's that's so fun. Um, so that would be mine. I think I think her album comes out October thirty I want to say like November six, October third. It's some late October, early November. So um, be looking forward to that one. We will definitely be reviewing that one. Definitely pre-order that vinyl um, if like you're into I that. Did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, this was like a super fun episode, and I learned way too much about about the gorillas. I did too. I am <laughs> gonna go. Um, Piper mentioned in the Hennepin Library, there is a copy of. Um, Rise of the Ogres, which, how would you describe what that is? It's uh, sort of like an encyclopedia, almost like if you were to take their entire history, every single article they've done with Rolling Stones or whatever, but under the persona of gorillas. So, yes. Uh, com- co- uh, combined into one big book. I think it's the first two phases that it, okay. it encompasses, but it is thick. Well, I'm going to go rent that and read a little bit. It, so pro tip, Piper, I w- or not Piper, uh, Simon, is I would uh, highly recommend you do that before this podcast comes up on Monday. Um, because you might also end up having a lot of people in front of you in line. Oh, touche. <laughs> our, our many, good many listeners. Good call. <laughs> um, I, I do have one more fact I'd like to, to tell you guys about. Yes. Um, the gorillas right now are in phase six. In phase four, I believe, the bassist changed. So that Murdoch guy, the green guy, uh, he, he, he left in, the band. He, he was in, he was prison, in prison, right? prison. That's right. Do I you, do remember that. Do you know who his replacement was? Yes. Ace from the Powerpuff yep, Girls. The, 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 Isn't that wacky? The gang, green Aaron? gang. They really, they literally did that. They went to the Powerpuff Girls and like, Ace, you're our bass player now. <laughs> that is isn't that insane. They license it too. Like everything was the through cool. Cartoon Network, yep. and it's st- it's still that way. No, Murdoch's since back, but back. Um, yeah. it, it's funny because he was uh, Murdoch was bass kind of on Ace. The guy, mm-hmm. and then Jamie and the Powerpuff Girls animator had like a relationship, uh, and they like agreed to like let him use him. So he was so, the actual bassist. So <laughs> in Phase Six, the now now, there's a music video for the lead single "Humility," which features Jack Black, and it's set on Venice Beach. You'll see Ace in that music video, and. Yeah, that's all I'll say. That's so fun. Yeah. And I, I I appreciate that both of you are legitimate fans. I am approaching this album like or the, like the gorillas, like I don't have a clue. And you guys are like making it like making me be like, shit, I missed the bus on this one. There's still time. It's never too late. You just gotta get on that wiki. <laughs> you just hold on for one more day. Yeah. I mean they're still, I think, really progressive and some of those things that you said you liked about Empire Ants that were true from 10 years ago, they're, they're still um, making set some pretty important statements today. Absolutely, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. And one last thing I would say about the gorillas is um, just due to the nature of their collaborations and how widespread they are, I've been introduced to like different kinds of artists and music that I never would have even heard of. For example, on Humans, their lead single was Saturn's Bars and it featured like a Jamaican dance hall singer. I'm forgetting the name. Piper. Pop you know? Can. Pop Can. And I was just like, this is so kooky fun. I love this. But yeah, so I I, I really appreciate the gorillas for that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, well, Piper, thank you so much for imparting all of your different gorillas <laughs> knowledge on us. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I had such a good time. Thank you for um, ha- doing our first ever vinyl cover art review session. Which may make a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, and just thank you so much for, for being here. This is super great. Yeah, this is a, a really great thing to do. It was fun talking with you guys, geeking out with Simon, and then showing you this great band. Yes. I, I, I hope you continue to listen, but thanks so much for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if there's interest, we'll do another Gorillaz album. What do you think, dear listener? Hmm. Maybe. Sound uh, off. Alex, uh, do you have anything you want to plug or any social handles that you'd like to um, to give for yourself, or are you kind of a man of mystery? 
Um, not too much on social media. I guess I'll just plug where I'm going for lunch, Nashville Coop, over oh. in uh, on Snelling in St. Paul. Uh, hot chicken. Nice. Our first restaurant. Oh. I think we mentioned Eagle in the first episode, we? but they're is a bar. That, they're is a that bar. a restaurant? It's okay. a different, different caliber. What are you going to get? I'm going to get the hottest chicken they have and just like destroy my taste buds, but it's so Ooh. good. It's worth it. Ooh. Ooh, there you go. Simon, um, do you have a social media handle that you'd like to plug? Sure. Yeah, my Instagram is at the realist Simon, and um, as of uh, maybe two days ago, I was the social media manager of at Bobberflop Podcast, and if you do follow us there, you'll see that it wasn't really kept up. So I was fired. I was let go from that position, and Aaron took over and immediately. Immediately, the page got about a hundred twenty percent better. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. um, it's officially actually updated to the schedule that it's supposed to be at. So hopefully, going <laughs> forward, it just is a um, a weekly schedule. So you guys just yeah. can just throughout the week get a little yeah. dish dash of Aaron good. and Simon. Yeah, and Aaron, uh, what do you want to plug? Um, I want to plug um, at least in Minnesota, which is where our pro- most of our viewers are listening. Mm-hmm. Um, you can officially vote in the election as yes. of yesterday, um, yes. as of this last Friday, actually, when you're listening. Um, so please, please do your plan to vote. I would highly encourage, I think we all know how we're going to be voting right now. It's a pretty decisive election, so just get your vote in. Do and, it for RBG. And what I would say even more so than that is if you are someone that truly uh, wants to make sure that we can win this thing, it's less, it, it, voting's one aspect of it, but talking to your friends and family, especially ones that you're concerned that they're not going to vote or they're not going to vote correctly, um, having those discussions and really talking to them about why it's so important to you and your friends and the community um, to, to vote blue Um I would just highly encourage and plug that. Um, but if you wanted to um, plug into my Instagram, it's at the Aaron, spelled T-H-E-E-H-R-E-N. Um, A little weird. You'll get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that, um, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Peace.